beautiful thing. So anyway, uh, one, one quick testimony I wanted to share, and then I'll share some more testimonies as we get through the, this message here tonight. But some of you guys that were on Wednesday, here, here's the power of knowing that God loves you unconditionally and there's only love and he's only loved you. <clears throat> I'm not going to say the name, um, but some of you guys that were on Wednesday night, so this sweet, sweet friend of ours that tunes in, she goes, can I share a testimony? So she's been married 49 years. And she says this, she says, I'm so grateful for the freedom I have in my life. And I so wish I had known about this many years ago. I think there was one occasion where I'd heard about God's love for us in a tangible way during all my church days. I remember feeling such joy, but it was a small drop in a very large ocean of what was required from us to show our appreciation and zeal for God. This one message on God's love is the highlight of the 45 years or so that I spent in the church trying to get God to be happy with me. Isn't that what most of us are taught? Freedom Ministries has been like finding an oasis of water in the desert. I will be eternally grateful for God leading me to this. I've loved thinking about being totally free to be myself, to revel in God's joy over me, belonging to him, careless in his care, careless in his love, and secure in his love. I've been smiling a lot. Isn't that good? Knowing I'm dearly loved, cherished, complete, enables me to see others the same way. Warning, four exclamation points. Major side effects of this kind of thinking will have huge ramifications for your spouse. (laughs) I can honestly say that knowing I'm so loved by God has been the biggest blessing in our 49 years of marriage. I'm not dependent on my spouse to help me feel good. All the pressure is off. I lack nothing. Amazing what life, peace, and joy that produces. I'm so grateful. God's love and light is eradicating fear from my life. My whole life I was conditioned to run on fear. Fear is the fruit and byproduct of religion. I'm becoming more confident in my Father's love, and, that's, and that is changing everything for me. Smiling, God bless you all. So some of you guys were on, you heard her. It was like the, I was like, that's the gospel. We don't, it's like mic drop. We don't need to say anything else after that. Because this woman, she goes, after 49 years, it's the first year we're totally in love with each other. Hallelujah. And what she said was, she said, I knew I was loved. Now I could love my husband versus trying to change my husband. Ooh, that's a marriage marriage service right there too. Amen. Right? My girl gave up trying to change me long ago. She just loves me. (laughs) That's where I know there's a God. Because I'm crazy, but it's fun. All right, you ready? All right. Let's let's just go to this first slide real quick. Okay. So I I shared, I hit on this a little bit, but really what I want to get across is... um, you're not designed to care, to worry, to fret, to, uh, it's not your burden to carry. We have an inheritance. We have a, we have a sonship. We have a loving husband in Christ that he's supposed to provide for us, take care of us, heal us, prosper us, all these different things. And we're not to worry about even making decisions. Um, he knows the right decision all the time. If we want his, if we want input, um, health is free abundance is free. Everything's free. There's no burden. Wouldn't that be a nice way to live? And so we're going to really try to hammer this out tonight. And so um, when you look at all the scriptures, when you see the wars, when you see the two trees, the two sons, the two covenants, the two songs, the, uh, you know, when you see Isaac had two sons, one was hairy and one was smooth. And it says um, all of those, all those stories, all these, whenever you see destruction or things being taken away or burned up or all of that is really the carnal mind. It's the wrong thinking if you look at it. It's just personified in all these stories and allegories. And so to me, once 
and I think Brad's going to talk more about that on, on Wednesday too. It's freeing because now God's not angry. He's not this thing. And, and he really wants us to be free from all of that. So I just wrote all through the scriptures, we see these prophetic pictures of two trees, two sons, two minds, two nations, two hands. Don't you see two all the time? Just There's this compare and contrast, darkness, light. There's all these different things. And so it is really learning to live out of your true identity in Christ versus the carnal mind or the Diablos, the cast down mind. So we've shared that enough where when you see the Diablos or the accuser, the Satanus, Satanos, it was personification. It was not a literal thing that we have to go fight against. It was really the internal battle of us believing the right thing about ourselves. So Dia was of the fallen mind. The accuser was something who accused you. What accuses you? Your fallen mind. That's really all that's accusing you. So there's nothing outside of you you have to go fight. That should free you too. That's where the rest comes. Like there's rest. There's one spirit. There's one body. There's one message. Ah. Oh. Puts deliverance ministries out of business, but that's, that'd be a good thing. So, so in Christ, our true identity is in spirit. And I shared that is when you see all these different things, like uh, you see David and Goliath where he takes the, the, the five stones of grace, the one stone, and he slings it, and it hits Goliath where? In the forehead, right? Isn't that interesting? And so it's all the same story. It's like the spirit's always going to dominate over the flesh. <clears throat> and that's, what is, that's really uh, what all those messages are about. So there's only perfection. There's only infinite possibilities. We see that over and over, don't we? So how many things are possible for those who believe? All. So it's limitless. And in the spirit where your true identity, you're complete, you're whole, you're vibrant, you're... The truth about you is it's unlimited, whatever you want and can accomplish or what you do want to do. And, but there's nothing lacking in the spirit right now about you. That should be good news for most of you guys. So there's perfect love there. There's completion there. There's over life, overflowing life and joy. So when we see all these scriptures about, most of us grew up with this, but I think we didn't have practical way, or at least I didn't understand what it, what it really meant to cast this burden or to cast my cares upon God because I still had an angry God. So I'm going, yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to believe in perfect love, that he would take care of all my needs, but I, I had an argument with my wife this morning, or whatever. So I was always taught this conditional stuff that, hey, you know what, make sure everything, get everything right, because otherwise he's not going to bless you. And I, nothing's further from the truth, guys. That's what's so amazing about his love. Is Anybody else relate to that? You just don't feel worthy. You feel guilty or shameful. Like, yeah, just trust in his perfect love. I'm like... Yeah, but I was a knucklehead today. Oh, well, in that case. <laughs> so there was always this but, right? This yeah, but. There's no yeah, buts. Every promise is what in the new covenant? Yes and amen. It's actually always been yes and amen. If you go read it when he's talking about, uh, and Brett, you would ask this. I just didn't get a chance to answer you before I came to church tonight, but he was asking about Galatians 3 and the curse of the law. And If you look at it, I think you have to start in Galatians 3 1 and go into Galatians 4 and what he's talking to the Galatians about he says you foolish Galatians you started in the spirit why are you trying to earn your blessing now by being good by going under the law and so and he says this he goes the Abrahamic covenant that all nations would be blessed out of one man still stood even though the law came 430 years later so Galatians don't put yourself under the law because you're not going to feel worthy and you're not going to receive freely for everything that he wants to give you. So, Brett, I answered your question tonight. Is, is just start in Galatians 3. Paul's comparing and contrasting law versus faith. And he goes, they don't mix. They're opposites. And uh, you foolish Galatians, 
you start trying to earn your blessing, you're going to come under the curse, actually. The things you try to do because you're not going to feel worthy because we all blow it. Now, some of you guys maybe don't, but I blow it every now and then. You guys blow it every now and then? And the most freeing thing to me is like, oh, praise God. You even make my mistakes to prosper. That's really good news. That's more good news for some of you than others. Really good news for me. So, uh, so when this, hey, cast your care upon the Lord, the burdens of the Lord, it's such a now I can finally do it. Now I can finally do it because I go, oh, yes, he loves me that much where he wants me to not, he wants me to just enjoy our marriage covenant, our marriage relationship, this, this beautiful covenant I have with him. And so we see all through scripture. I just picked two here. You know, Moses tells the nation of Israel, you guys have all probably have signs from Mardell's in your house with this on it, where it says, stand still and see the Yahweh of the Lord or Yeshua of the Lord is actually what it says. So he says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So if we stand still, how much are you doing? Standing still, right? Now, for a guy like me with ants in the pants, that's difficult. <laughs> stand still. <laughs> to blow it. Like right away, it's like, I got to do something. So, uh, and then we see Zechariah 4. It's not by power, by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And then if you keep reading the next verse, it says, if there's any kind of mountain, we will shout grace, grace unto it. And to Serubabel, that mountain will become level in a plain. There's no issues in the spirit. So anything physical will be overcome in the spirit. Amen? You guys good with me so far? All right, let's hit this next slide. And then I didn't want to go overboard on all the scriptures. Um, but Jesus, in the New Testament, you see all these different scriptures where he says, hey, take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is what? Easy, my burden is light. Meaning... He doesn't put any requirements on you. He wants, he wants you truly to trust in the Lord, trust in the Christ life within, the anointing within. And it'll take care of anything physical for you. It'll relieve you of the burdens. Isn't that good news? We'll go through some stuff here in a second. That Just technique and just some practical things, how to do it. You know, 1 Peter 5, 7. We've, I'm just giving you verses that I knew everybody would probably be familiar with. And so it says, uh, cast how many of your cares upon him? All. Oh right? Cast all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. And it's really Philippians 4 again. It says, be anxious for how many things? Nothing but in everything. Through prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And your irene, your, your union with him, will guard your hearts and minds, the, the spiritual part of you, right? Now think on these things. Things are lovely, pure, etc. It's all the same story, all the same message. It's putting down the carnal thoughts. So when we see something that seems to be a challenge, whether it's health, whether it's finances, whether it's relational, whether it's, I don't know, whether to make this decision, how long are we supposed to stress about it? Not at all, right? He goes, you know what? Cast that burden to me. Cast that care to me. I'll take care of you. I care for you. Let, that's my job. So I tell her sometimes. I'm like, you're doing my job. I want, like when she pampered, I was like, I want to pamper you. That's my job, right? Any men feel that way? I do. Maybe we need to come hang out with us, so we'll teach you how to have a great marriage. So, all right, so what is this casting your care stuff? So casting your care, it's really any kind of, when we feel anxious, when there's any physical challenge, when there's any, any problem, literally the Christ life within us will swallow it up. There's these other scriptures that it says, in his presence, any problem becomes like wax. It just melts away and like it wasn't even there, which I love scriptures like that. But casting your care and living free 
is really about the heart. It's really about guarding your hearts and minds again. Or the Christ within is the unlimited power of God that takes care of your burdens. So, you know, we've been covering faith a lot, just what it looks like, how, how to tangibly do it. And uh, most of you guys, honestly, what I was sharing, and I really mean this, is you could put your book down for like a little bit. I know it's nervous, but read your book 95% of the time, 5% of the time do this and your life will radically change because you're trying to figure out every scripture, etc. But if you're gonna try every scripture, you have to start from the standpoint that the mystery that's been hidden for ages is now revealed, which is Christ is in you, the anointed one's in you, which is the hope of glory. Amen? And you're completing Christ, lacking nothing. So you learning one more scripture doesn't add to your completeness one iota. Follow me? You gotta start with, I'm completing Christ. Most people are taught, hey, you gotta do this and get, get into the word more, do this more, do that more. Do you feel like you've ever arrived? I never did. Whereas if they would have said, hey, you know what? You're completing Christ. You're perfectly loved. Every promise is yes and amen. When you pray, before you even pray, he's said yes and given it to you. Hallelujah, man. Wouldn't that have been a better message? Because I was taught all the weird stuff. You got to get all the sin out of your life because it's like a pipe between you and God. And if your pipe's clogged with dirt, then he's not going to answer your prayer. I'm like, I got pop clogged pipes, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Were anybody taught that kind of stuff? That's not... Now I look back and I go, how could you be so gullible? I look at myself. I'm talking about myself going... And I just put it in marriage context again. I go, okay, sweetie, get your pipes unclogged. As soon as you got all your pipes unclogged, then I'll answer your prayer. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I'm going to get some stitches in my head from the pipe, right? Yeah, so anyway, in love. So do it in love. So, I mean this, anything, anything there we can cast it to him and just go, you know what, Father? I've got this situation and I'm just going to cast it to you and I freely receive exactly what you, what you want the situation to be. Father, I just thank you. I just, whatever it is, whether it's health, Father, I just, you know what? I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not even going to try to have enough faith. I'm not going to do any of that. I just freely cast this to the, the anointing within, which dissolves every physical thing. It makes it melt like wax. It makes it into nothing is really what it does. It turns it into the nothingness that it is. And I freely receive exactly what you're looking for. So if it was health, let's just say, you could go, you know what, Father, I'm tired of, I'm tired of trying to have enough faith. I'm tri- tired of trying to be healed. I'm, tried, I'm tired of getting my faith meter up. I'm tired of getting into the word more and doing this more and doing that more. What am I doing? I'm supposed to be anxious about nothing. I cast this health problem to you. And I'm free to just receive the complete love that's the truth about me and the health about me in the spirit. Amen? And that's it. That's really it. That's, that's really what casting the burden is. And so when we cast our burden upon Christ within, literally the adverse conditions go into nothingness. It's dissolved. And so we're free to just live in our true identity, perfect love, harmony, joy, abundance, and health. Now, I want to share something with you. Um, so Carol Braun, I really want you to give me your testimony. I'll share it, but... Uh, so some of you guys, um, she, sent, she sent me this book, Florence Scovelshin, The Game of Life and How to Play It. Anybody ever read that? All these other people are like, man, I've read that. And, and uh, so here is her testimony. They use some different wording in here, but this is exactly what Barbara and I did in, in a lot of situations in our life. So I, I love just hearing other thoughts and 
and how people look at scriptures and different things. But anyway, her testimony was this, guys. And she started to do what I'm sharing in here. And she went from struggling financially, literally within a, in, a, in less than a half a year to $100,000 a month income. Because, Mike, all I did was this. I'm like, praise God. So let me just share this because this is, and then I'll share. Uh, that's a pretty good testimony, isn't it? So anyway, sadly, then she was taught, oh, you can't listen to that. that that's not in the Bible. That's, that's new age. That's whatever. And it went back to not making it. Now, here's how you can tell it's religion. Religion doesn't care about the result. Like if I go, hey, this, this, this couple, after 49 years, this is the best year of marriage they've ever had. Wouldn't that be exciting? But religion makes you do it their way. So it's like this. It's, it's um, when the daughter of Abraham was bowed down for 18 years and Jesus comes and heals her, were they, were they happy that she was healed? No. You did it wrong. You did it on the wrong day. Right? Or the, or Jesus really gets on the Jewish businessman. Because he heals on the Sabbath, right? Which he can't do. Jesus was just ornery. He comes in eating a chili dog on the Sabbath and heals somebody. How, what could be more offensive? <laughs> and instead of being happy that the person was healed, they were upset that he didn't follow their religious rules to do it. You see what I'm getting at? So I, online, I see this all the time. They're like, you're a heretic. You're all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but you should see the testimonies. They could care less about the positive results that are happening in everybody's life. They want to argue theology. And I just, I have zero interest in it, to be honest with you. I'm like, you know what? That, that, that woman who's healed now, she doesn't really care that we didn't follow your theology. She's just happy that she's healed. Anybody relate to that? So I'm just done with all that stuff. So anyway, um, so she was like, Mike, this, is the, and this, this, this chapter is called uh, Impressing the Subconscious or Casting the Burden. And this is where people get scared. But once you realize there's only one spirit, there's so much truth in a lot of these different things um, that they get ridiculous results and the church has ignored it because it's not their religious language. But it's truth. There's only one truth, right? And so it says this. It says, when a man knows his own powers in the working of his mind, his great desire is to find an easy and quick way to impress the subconscious with good. Now, I I could say it like this. Jesus tells us the parable of parables. He goes, your heart is like soil. And as soon as your heart is persuaded of something, it's going to come to pass, period. Nothing can stop it. And it's the miraculous power of God. I'll, I'll arrange the people. I'll arrange the things. I'll arrange the... Everything will just come out of the woodwork supernaturally and make it happen for you, effortlessly to you. Wouldn't that be a good thing? So once you realize that's how it works, the parable of parables and the mystery is the, the anointing within, the real... The real thing is, how do we get this heart changed as fast as we can? I'm going to get into that. I'm not into all-night prayer meetings. If I can do it in five minutes, I'm in. Right? I'm just, I'm serious. It's just like, I like sleep and food and my wife too much to do the, the religious stuff. I just, if I can do it in five minutes, I'm in. I'm like, why, why would I pray all night? I don't know. Anybody else relate to that? Yeah. <laughs> I just, again, if you, wouldn't, if you wouldn't treat your wife and kids that way, why, why in the world would God make us go through all these religious hoops? And the answer is he wouldn't. It's just we've been taught the wrong things. So she writes, when a man knows his power of the working of his mind, we could say our heart and mind, the kingdom within, right? The anointing within. We want to know the fastest way to change our heart. 
because intellectual knowledge, we could say theology, we could say Bible study, intellectual knowledge, Bible study of the truth does not bring results. There's a lot of people that know scripture, but not a lot of results. And so in my case, I found the easiest way is casting the burden. And she writes this, Jesus Christ, when he said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light, he overcame the world and he functioned in the fourth dimension realm. Anybody ever, anybody read uh, Youngie Cho's fourth dimension? Yeah, it's really great. It's just he gets religious. But if you look at it, it really all he's doing in there is persuading his heart. Once, his, once your heart's persuaded, it miraculously comes to pass. Nothing's stopping it. And so, and that's what Jesus says. The kingdom's within, the anointing's within, the secret of the kingdom of God, the life hack of how this whole creation works is your heart will, will bring forth miraculously whatever it believes, but you need it to be persuaded. And you guys know when you know, and then you know, don't you? You know, when, like, when you're just persuaded of something. And so um, he functioned in the fourth dimension realm. We could say it in the spirit. He believed who he was in the spirit. Where there is only perfection, there's only completion, there's only life, there's only joy. He said, come to me all that you are labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. We also see in the 55th Psalm to cast the burden upon the Lord. Many passages in Scripture state that the battle is God's, not man, and that man is always to stand still and see the issue of the Lord, the salvation of the Lord. This indicates that Christ within, or your subconscious mind, we could call it our heart, whatever you want to call it, is the department which fights man's battles for you and relieves you of burdens. Now, wouldn't it be a good thing to know if there was the, the mystery of the kingdom of God that you're so divinely created that when your heart is persuaded at something, it literally fights the battle for you and you stand still? That'd be a good thing to know, wouldn't it? And so <clears throat> this indicates that that conscious mind is that department and relieves you of every burden. We see, therefore, that if man tries to carry a burden and the, and the burden is any adverse thought, any adverse condition, it could be financial, it could be relational, it could be health, <clears throat> um, it has its root in the subconscious or its heart. You're producing something in you. You've believed something long enough or you've fretted about something long enough that that becomes what your heart believes. And no matter how hard you try, it's not going to change. So, but the great news of that is once we change that heart, you can't stop it from producing. Amen? And so it seems almost impossible to make any headway directing the subconscious mind from the conscious or the reasoning mind, <clears throat> your intellect, Hey, I know what I should do, but I can't. It's like Paul in, in uh, Romans 5, 6, and 7. I know what I can do, but my heart's killing me. I can't stop doing this. You guys know all that, right? His solution was, there's no judgment in Christ. Praise God. I don't have to feel guilty. I can, I can pray and ask what I desire, and I know he'll answer. That was the solution. And so, so it says, uh, it seems impossible to make any headway directing the subconscious, our heart, from the intellect or reasoning mind, as the reasoning mind is limited in its conceptions and it's filled with doubts and fears. It's filled with doubts and fears because you see, we become so conditioned that what we see with our physical eyes, what we see here with our physical ears is real to you. Now, scripture is trying to tell you, the whole battle in scripture is going, if you don't like what's real to you, change it. You have the ability and the divinity within you, the spirit will change the physical. It's backwards from Jewish. They wanted to have fleshly inheritance. And he goes, the inheritance is spiritual and you all have it. It's Christ in you, not the anointing on. It's within you and you all have it. Amen? And we talked about that last week. That means you are a prophet, you are a priest and a king, an ambassador for God. You can operate on his behalf. And he backs it up. 
God, that's good if you understand that. So, and then she says that, so how scientific is it then to cast your burden on Christ within where it's made light? And what she means by that is, if you go, you know what, Father, I've got this financial condition. I cast this burden to you because the truth about me in the spirit is I'm abundantly supplied. You're a joint heir of Jesus Christ. How in the world could you have a financial problem? That's the truth about you, right? But we see the problem. We're going, yeah, but my bank account and this and whatever, right? The economy and everything that's going on right now. You can, Father, I don't know. I don't have, it's not my job to stress about this for one second. I cast this perception of lack. I per- cast this perception of, of not enough into Christ within. And it literally dissolves itself. It just becomes nothing. And I freely receive my true inheritance. And as you do that with repetition, your heart starts to get it. Your heart starts to get it. And all of a sudden, one day, you got it. And it's just this thing. You don't have to produce faith. It effortlessly happens to you if, you if you know how your heart and mind work. And here's how it works, guys. How you change your heart is pictures and words you tell yourself, whether it's audible or within, over and over and over. And you believe it's true. It takes repetition sometimes, doesn't it? You've gotten yourself into a stronghold, meaning I believe this about myself for so long that I was guilty, dirty, not worthy, not money doesn't grow on trees, you know, all the different nonsense that we've all been taught versus you're a joint heir of Jesus Christ. All things are your inheritance and freely receive anytime you want. See how the cobwebs we have in there and the junk? So, so it's literally made light and it's dissolved into its native nothingness. For example, a woman in urgent need of money made light upon Christ within, meaning she cast it and it's like, Father, you take care of this. I'm not going to worry one second about it. <clears throat> Her heart within the statement, I cast this burden of lack on Christ within, and I go free to have plenty. Isn't that a great prayer? Father, I'm not going to worry about this. You take care of this thing. I go free to have plenty. And if you do that repeatedly, your heart starts to get it. Your heart starts to pick it up, and then one day you got it. You're like, praise God, I got it. Amen? And then it has to produce. It's supernatural. It's, it can't. It, it can't not produce. So, the belief in lack was her burden. So some of you guys believe the economy, the business, the, the, uh, the doctor, the whatever. Any wrong belief that's not life is a burden we're not meant to carry. So the belief in lack was her burden. She cast it upon the superconscious or your heart of the Christ within. <clears throat> and its belief of plenty, the avalanche of supply was her result. This is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Isn't that good? And she says this. She says, uh, uh, sometimes you have to do it, maybe an hour. You guys know when you're anxious about something, and it takes a little bit sometimes to get yourself to calm down, doesn't it? But if you do it, I'm just telling you, it's like you just persistently going, you know what? No way, no way. This is not my burden. I'm going to sit here and do this to my heart until I feel the relief. Sometimes you just have to do it. You just have to go through it. And so I've noticed in casting the burden after a little while, one seems to see clearly. It's impossible to have clear vision while the throes of carnal mind, doubts and fears poison your body and mind and your imagination runs rampant, attracting disaster and disease. I steadily repeat the affirmation. I cast this burden upon Christ within and I go free. The vision clears with it a feeling of relief. That's, that's faith that you, you know when you're knower. And sooner or later, the manifestation of the good, whether it's health, happiness, supply, effortlessly comes to pass. Isn't that good? That is so good. Now, I'd never read this. She sent it to me. I was like, oh, God, this is, this is exactly what we did. So I can just tell you this. Is, is, uh, 
uh, in business, for instance, some of you guys saw this. It was so clear to us where I'm, I'm just ambitiously lazy. <laughs> I was taught, hey, you got to do this. You got to do all these things. And um, all these, all these works-based ideas, then you'll be successful. And I just like, if that's the truth, I don't want it because I'm pretty happy without it. But if this is the truth, why wouldn't I? And so Barb and I went in business because we were in a multiplication people business, et cetera. And we were taught all these different things like, hey, you got to go, you got to go make this many calls and do this many things and do all this stuff. And we're like, you know what? We're just, we're just dumb enough to believe that we're joint heirs of Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so we would lay in bed and just go, thank you. Fine. Now, here's what's amazing. We did this wrong. We, we did it wrong because we had wrong beliefs pumped into us from church. So we were taught there's, a, there's the enemy that you have to overcome, etc. We're not realizing the enemy was just our heart. It was the, the accusation, the wrong belief that had become a stronghold in our heart. So we were, this is what we did, though. And it worked miraculously. Even when you believe the wrong thing, it works. That's what's amazing. So we would lay in bed and we we're like, you know what? Any scheme of the enemy, it's not an issue to us. Because we were taught there's an enemy and he's withholding you and all this stuff. It's like, any scheme, any, it's no issue to us. And Father, we just thank you. We have supernatural growth in our business. Father, we have supernatural growth in our business. And night after night after night, we would do that. And just lay there in bed. And once our seed, once our heart was convinced of it, it just went, blew up. Some of you guys saw it, Roundy, right? And then all the experts were going, what are you doing? I go, I told you, but you don't believe it. Like, no, how many calls are you making? None. <laughs> they're calling me. Like, what? Yeah, they're faxing stuff into me and asking, can I get in your business? Yeah, but what are you doing? I, I'm telling you. Barbara and I lay there in bed, and we go, thank you, Father. Any scheme of the enemy is not an issue to us. Father, we thank you. We have supernatural growth in our business. Everybody I meet is attracted to me and wants to get in our business. Yeah, but what are you teaching the people? Okay, Father, <laughs> there's this, any scheme of the enemy is not an issue to us. Father, we thank you for supernatural growth in our business. Everybody we meet is attracted to us and wants to get in our business. That's all you're doing? Yeah. You can't teach that. <laughs> is that truth? That's exactly what happened to us. I'm going, she's just saying it differently. But that's exactly what it was. There was a... If I would have been taught that term in the beginning, praise God, man. Katie, bar the doors. We could have done it faster. I had to sift through the nonsense I was being taught and going, wait a minute. That, wait. These things, every promise is yes and amen. And the parable of the parables, all I have to do is, is plant the seed. Amen? Now, let me give you one other example. This, this really hit me home. I, I was talking about this. Um, and it was the same example as Carol, who gave me this book. She's going, I just started doing this. Father, I thank you. I cast my lack to you. And I am free to receive enormous amounts of money. And she did that day after day after day. And she goes, all of a sudden, it just, things came out of the woodwork and she went to $100,000 a month within less than six months. That's good, isn't it? That's better. It's better than struggle. So, like, that's what we did. That's exactly what we did. We just didn't have verbiage for it because nobody was teaching us this stuff. But uh, when you cast that care to the Christ within, it literally is the anointing. It's the presence of God that dissolves any physical challenge, any burden. And so it struck me again this week where I was sharing in the weekly fellowship. Um, Barb and Bear have this garden. 
And they love to garden and do all these things. And uh, so I'd never really seen the process of potato planting. So anybody know how you plant potatoes? Yeah, yeah. So you just cut off a nasty, rotten piece of potato, a chunk, and they throw it in the dirt. Yeah. So and it's actually great here. It's like here, you know, it's actually great potato. But here's what's wild to me. When he talks about the parable of the parables, it just struck me again. Like we're casting your care upon the Lord. So here's what's what's really crazy to me. So this little rotten piece of potato um, smells. If you ever smell rotten potato, they stink actually bad, badly bad. What is that? It's an adverb. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. I actually did do well on ACTs. So at one point in my life. Now here's what's crazy. In the fall, now there's these huge, it's huge plants already, right? It's like all these green, beautiful, lush plants coming out. When we dig that potato up, will that rotten thing be there? It'll be completely gone and sprung into new life. So literally, once you... I just, I like to think about stuff like this. I'm going, wow, that is the secret of the kingdom of God. And so if there's, if there's like in this lady's, uh, she, her burden was lack. She was not enjoying her inheritance. She was struggling financially. And so she, hey, you know what? Throw that ugly piece of potato into the soil, into the Christ life within, and it dissolves into nothing but potential. It dissolves into energy. So literally that rotten potato we won't be able to find it in the fall. It'll be completely gone. But what will we find? What we desired, full potato. Isn't that wild? So literally, crap, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it dissolves it into its component parts, which is pure energy, potential. All things are possible, right? So yeah, it, it's, it just struck me again because her and Bear are out there doing their water and I'm like, that is just crazy. I'm looking at that and going, that is the parable of parables. So we throw that burden in. There's, there's, there's an energy, there's a realness to it. Hey, she's suffering lack. And like Beth just said, it dissolves into nothing, into pure potential. And it springs to life into what you do want. That's just the whole, that's the whole process of prayer. Here's what I don't want, Father. I cast that to the Christ life within. And I'm free to receive enormous amounts of money. I'm free to receive my health. I'm free to receive my joy. If you, don't, if you need to make a decision... We just had this. this. This young, one of the youth came to us and they're like, why are decisions so hard? We're like, they're not. Well, what do you mean? They're not. Just go, Father, you know what? I give this decision to you and I know you're gonna tell me exactly what I need to make the decision on. That's it. That's it. Isn't that a great way to live? Just go, you're gonna be very clear to me and you're gonna show me and just go about your business. And then all of a sudden one morning you go, oh, I know what to do. Isn't that a better way to live? We're not to, des- to carry any burden, whether it's financial, health, whatever. It truly is. Hey, you know what? If, you, if you've got a health condition, there's, there's something to it. But literally, you cast that thing into the Christ life within. Like Beth said, it dissolves into pure potential. All things are possible to God. So if one possibility is I have health, I'm not trying to rebuke the cancer. I'm not trying to rebuke the sickness. I just throw it. Father, I just cast this burden to you because I'm tired of trying to be whole. And I, I'm free to receive perfect health. So it dissolves the the one condition, and springs to new life in exactly what you want. Is that a beautiful parable of parables or what? That is casting your burdens. Does that help you guys? I'm telling you, just do it. So 
if you're feeling anxious about a decision, about finances, about health, about anything, it's simply this. Father, I just cast that to you. It's really your condition in your heart is all you're doing. And the miracle unlimited power of your heart brings it effortlessly to you. The only effort is convincing your heart. And sometimes initially, like for me, I have to stay on it for a little while, whether it's 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes. Thank you, Father. I just cast this to you. And I'm free to receive X. Thank you, Father. And I can feel myself, and all of a sudden I'll go, now I got it. You'll know when you're knower. Amen? Does that help you guys? All right, you can get to your feet. Does that, does that help? God, it's such an easy, it's a, such a better way to live. So, do I have to be worried about COVID? Because people are worried about it, right? Father, no, I cast this to you, and I, I'm free to receive the truth about me. What's the truth about you as a joint heir of Jesus Christ? You're completely whole. And you condition your heart that, that's why I said, you can, be, you can be in the middle of it. And you're just like, thank you, Father. Like, because my heart is convinced of who I am, and I have perfect health. Amen? Ah, so that's what we're doing with the mindset of wealth too on tomorrow night at five is just once your heart is convinced of the truth about who you are and that you can freely receive it naturally produces guys. You can't not stop it, which is, you can't stop it. I mean, so father, we love you. We praise you. We magnify you. Oh, just let them see that you didn't leave them comfortless. You gave them the Holy spirit, the Christ life within you gave them the comforter and they can cast that any burden, any anxiety, any lack of joy, any lack of health, anything to you and the miracle working power of the Christ life within brings it to pass exactly how we want it. We just thank you for that because it's such a beautiful promise. We don't need to spend one more second in anxiety. We don't need to spend one more second in is this going to work? We don't need to spend one more second in, in anything but casting that over to you. Let you dissolve it into nothingness and it springs forth into new life exactly what we want. It's the easiest thing when we see the parable of parables. In Jesus' magnificent name, amen.